This podcast is supported by Locum Story. If you're considering Locum tenants, you probably have a question or two, or 20. Fortunately, locumstory.com is packed with unbiased information from physicians like you. You can find Locum trends for your specialty, compare different Locum's agencies, and there's even a quiz to help you decide if Locum's is right for you, all at locumstory.com. Worldwide, cardiovascular disease affects the lives of hundreds of millions. Dedicated cardio nerds everywhere are working hard to fight this global epidemic. These are their stories. Hey, Cardio Nerds family, it's Dan Amender here. Join us again for this novel adventure as we journey through the maze of clinical practice guidelines. In this series, Decipher the Guidelines, we will take a deep dive into the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines, focusing on similarities and differences from the American guidelines. This is a collaboration between the Cardio Nerds, the ACC Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease Section, the National Lipid Association, and the Preventive Cardiovascular Nurse Association, developed with mentorship from Dr. Eugene Yang. And remember, Cardio Nerds is a fellow-founded independent educational platform. The views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the opinions or policies of our employers. Do be a nerd and spread the word on social media and help others find us by rating and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast platform. And hey, hope you're enjoying the intro music, custom mixed for Cardio Nerds by student Dr. Hirsch Elhens, aka DJ Elhens, medical student at USC and Cardio Nerds Academy intern of House Thomas. And with that, it's time to get nerdy. The following question refers to Section 4.3 of the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines. The question is asked by Dr. Mariam Barhordarian, answered first by pharmacy resident Dr. Anushka Tandon, and then by expert faculty Dr. Nareen Nazir. Dr. Nazir is an assistant professor of clinical medicine at the University of Illinois at Chicago, where she is the director of cardiac MRI and the preventive cardiology program. Thank you, Amit. Mr. A is a 28-year-old man who works as an accountant in what he describes as a best job setting. He shares that life got a little off track for him in 2020 between the COVID-19 pandemic and a knee injury. His 2022 New Year's resolution is to improve his overall cardiovascular and physical health. He has hypertension and a family history of premature ASCVD in his father, who died of a heart attack at age 50. Prior to his knee injury, he went to the gym three days a week for one hour at a time, split between running on a treadmill and weightlifting. He has not returned to the gym since his injury and has been largely sedentary, although he is trying to incorporate a 20-minute daily walk into his routine. Which of the following exercise-related recommendations is most appropriate? Choice A, a target of 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity or 150 minutes to 300 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic physical exercise weekly is recommended to reduce all-cause mortality, cardiovascular mortality, and morbidity. Choice B, bouts of exercise less than 30 minutes are not associated with favorable health outcomes. Choice C, Exercise efforts should be focused on aerobic activities since only this type of activity is associated with mortality and morbidity benefits. Choice D. Light intensity aerobic activity like walking is expected to have limited health benefits for persons with predominantly sedentary behavior at baseline. So Anushka, what do you think? Thanks for that question. The correct answer here, I would say, is A. 
There's an inverse relationship between moderate to vigorous physical activity and CV morbidity and mortality, all-cause mortality, and the incidence of type 2 diabetes, with additional benefits accrued for exercise beyond the minimum suggested levels. The recommendation to strive for at least 150 to 300 minutes a week of moderate intensity, while 75 to 150 minutes a week of vigorous intensity aerobic physical activity, or an equivalent combination thereof, is a class one recommendation per the 2021 ESC guidelines, and a very similar recommendation, at least 75 minutes of vigorous intensity or 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity, is also class one for the 2019 ACCAHA primary prevention guidelines. Both ESC and ACCAHA provide examples of activity grouped by absolute intensity, which is the amount of energy you expend in a minute of activity. The ESC guidelines also offer suggestions for measuring the relative intensity of an activity, so the maximum and the peak associated effort in Table 7 of those guidelines, which allows for a more individualized, customizable approach to setting activity goals. Importantly, individuals who are unable to meet minimum weekly activity recommendations should still be encouraged to stay as active as their abilities and health conditions allow to optimize cardiovascular and overall health. Choice B, bouts of exercise less than 30 minutes are not associated with favorable health outcomes is incorrect. Data suggests physical activity episodes of any duration, including less than 10 minutes, are associated with favorable outcomes like all-cause mortality benefits. The duration of a single exercise bout is less correlated with health benefits than the total physical activity time accumulated per week. Point C, that exercise efforts should be focused on aerobic activity since only this type of activity is associated with mortality and morbidity benefits, is also incorrect. Per ESC guidelines, it is a class one recommendation to perform resistance exercise in addition to aerobic activity on two or more days per week to reduce all-cause mortality. Data indicate that the addition of resistance exercise to aerobic activity is associated with lower risk of total CV events and all-cause mortality, so it's expected that a combination of weightlifting and running may be more beneficial than either type of activity alone. The 2019 ACC AHA prevention guidelines do not make a formal recommendation regarding resistance exercise. They note that it has multiple health benefits, though state its association with ASCVD risk reduction is unclear. Finally, choice D, regarding light intensity aerobic activity like walking is expected to have limited health benefits for persons with predominantly sedentary behavior at baseline is incorrect. Sedentary time is independently associated with greater risk for several major chronic diseases and mortality. Reducing sedentary time for inactive adults and adding in light intensity physical activity as little as 15 minutes a day is a class one recommendation to reduce all cause and cardiovascular mortality and morbidity. The 2019 ACC AHA guidelines suggest that reduced sedentary behavior may be reasonable for ASCVD risk reduction. Assuming our patient has had predominantly sedentary behavior, Starting with a 20-minute daily walk can provide initial health benefits while working up to more and higher intensity activity. So my main takeaway is that physical activity should be individually assessed and prescribed in terms of frequency, intensity, time, type, and a progression. Dr. Nazir, do you have additional thoughts or another perspective to shed on this? Well, I think this question touches on the main component that we all try to emphasize in preventative cardiovascular disease management, as well as cardiovascular disease management in general, which is lifestyle modification. And it's focusing on exercise modification, exercise capacity and whatnot. The biggest component that makes it different from the AHA ACC guidelines and the ESC guidelines is what you touched upon, that 
our ACCHA guidelines don't really talk much about isometric or non-aerobic physical activity. You know, when I was looking at the question and even saw the minutes of activity, it's very similar to what we recommend, ESC and ACC. But then the bigger component about this resistance activity, we don't touch base on it, except when you really read into the guidelines and you look where it's noted how physical activity and how isometric exercise can impact high blood pressure. There is information regarding this isometric activity and how it can be impactful for the prevention of risk factors for cardiovascular disease. But it's not really in the part where how physical activity should be recommended and how the amount of physical activity should be recommended for patients. However, it's very interesting because now more and more patients do come to clinic and along with us recommending physical activity, exercise, do your treadmill, go on your bike, whatnot. A lot of people are doing activity at the gym, doing strength training classes, doing those specific muscle group days that they're focusing on one muscle group versus another muscle group. And it's really great to be able to tell them that, yeah, there is a great cardiovascular benefit, but also it does decrease your cardiovascular risk. So a lot of times it's helpful to say, you know, this is based from the guidelines. This is why I'm recommending this to you. But also when you don't have it in a particular ACCHA guidelines, now we refer to the ESC guidelines and say, you know, it is also noted in the guidelines that there's going to be a cardiovascular disease benefit. So all that non-aerobic physical activity, there's still a benefit for it. Go and pursue it. I think with that information, I would say that, you know, when patients do come to me and say, well, this is what I'm doing. Is this appropriate exercise? Or is this going to help reduce my risk? At least I can say that, yeah, we do have guideline-based information to say that. And hopefully with that information and with people getting more and more at-home workouts, doing a lot of strength training on their own, that can provide guidance that this is also, in addition to physical activities, a type of exercise that they should really participate in for reduction of their cardiovascular disease risk. So another um, component that the ESC guidelines touch on regarding physical activity is relative intensity, where the ACC and AHA guidelines kind of focus on the metabolic equivalents, the METs. The METs are mentioned, of course, in the ESC guidelines, but on top of the METs, something that we talk about a lot, meaning the quote, top tests that they mention in the ESC guidelines, I think it's a really great way that we can educate patients to determine are you actually meeting this metabolic equivalent versus, you know, maybe not everybody is doing those specific activities that's listed as a metabolic equivalent, vacuuming, gardening, ballroom dancing. But if you suggest to somebody, you're breathing faster, but compatible with speaking full sentences, yes, no, and that can help judge if they're meeting a certain metabolic equivalent. So if you are breathing faster, but it's compatible with full sentences, you're at least achieving a moderate 3 to 5.9 nets. Versus it sometimes it may be difficult to ask certain patient population, do you play singles tennis? Are you swimming laps to determine if they're reaching vigorous mats versus if you do the talk test, ask the patient, when you are doing your physical activity, is breathing very hard and incompatible with carrying on a conversation comfortably? Yes, no. Well, yes, then they're at least six mats or greater versus no, then, you know, go to see if they meet the talk test for moderate activity. And obviously for light activity, it's just normal discussion without any effect on their breathing. So I think that's a nice add and it makes it a little bit easier to kind of engage the patient, especially when you can't determine the specific activity that matches with the specific examples that Matt's list. Obviously, there's many other activities that you could just start going through a list. You could, you know, try to engage the patient and ask them with the top test and see if you can get a better understanding of their physical activity. 
Thank you, Dr. Nazir. It was phenomenal. And thank you, Anishka, for this great discussion. Thank <laughs> you.